This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode number 200. Can you believe that? 200. Wow. I am am your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? Great. (laughs) So for our bicentennial, this one has to be awesome. Dude, I totally, completely forgot this was episode 200. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I, I well, well, here's here's how I celebrated our 200th episode, and I proactively did it yesterday. Uh huh. I had a pint of Omegang Brewery's Octomagang. Octomagang. <laughs> the Oktoberfest Mars uh-huh. from them, and it was good. Cool. It was different. It was smoother, even a little like a little less flavor than I would associate with most, uh, you know, amber marzins and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it went down quickly. Okay. So, yeah. Not at all <laughs> influenced by the latest uh, VMware vCenter vulnerability or the fact that my uh, largest client that I engage with uh, had IRS auditors on prem. Oh, uh, that's good times. Yeah, so I was having to do vulnerability scans for them and, you know, like have them shoulder surf and guide me through it. I learned a couple things. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's been a week. It's <laughs> been a week. So, so where, did you have the IRS cybersecurity folks helping you? Well, they were saying, you know, load this template, scan this, verify this IP address, go. Yeah. That mm-hmm. kind of so, okay. yeah, it was all right. I mean, it, it was, it was, straightforward stuff it's just that um i learned how to troubleshoot a couple of things with respect to um you know vulnerability scanners that i had not yet learned so that was kind of cool there's always something to learn um you know the i mean i'm way past the you know my clients are like you don't know that like not even possible for me to know everything (laughs) (laughs) Yep. just it's way too big now Uh uh-huh yeah absolutely i mean I routinely in my day, I, you know, I'll say nowadays, like, I'm pretty sure this is possible with group policy. Uh, We'll have to kick that over to, you know, one of the the AD or Windows admin team and let them run with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, same. So, well, cool. It's raining here. It was supposed to be a nice fall day. Yesterday was beautiful, but uh, today's rainy and I need to finish up some mowing. It's uh, sunny and 77 here today. Nice. Yeah. So I just went to uh, my dentist, got my uh, my uh, you know, twice annual checkup and uh, decided that I am due for a root canal on my uh, tooth that's been hurting me for like three years now. <laughs> it's about time. Were so, you, you're waiting on it to get right. Uh, I've been saying like, look, what can we do about this? And they're like, oh, let's fix this. Let's fix it. Let's put a new crown on it. Okay, let's adjust nope. the crown. Nope. And let's do this, this. Oh, it still hurts? Yeah. Okay, I guess we have to root canal. But she says that the reason that I have the root canal is because I am healthy. The reason that I need that because what's going on is normally 
people would it's because apparently my immune system is fighting back aggressively and that is contributing to the pain that i feel yeah and so if i had a weak immune system it wouldn't be fighting that good and i guess i would just already have an abscess all right so good Mm -hmm. i I guess i i don't know yeah that's one of those things like yeah just do it just take care yeah. of whatever I, i'm the paying customer here let's do this yeah i mean that's the thing it's like so i had a root canal on the adjacent tooth back mm-hmm. in uh the like december 30th 2019 mm-hmm. and the pain persisted afterwards i like like the following week after the root canal i went back to the orthodontist i was like dude it still hurts and he's like no it's the other tooth right next to it yeah son of a and then that was right when i had quit my um job with that other security company that you may recall (laughs) i worked at briefly and um so i was on my own without health insurance for a little while no dental coverage so Mm -hmm. i was like well i don't want to pay for all this out of pocket right now so i'll just wait and then i went back to working for my other you know previous employer the hospital got on their plan and just never really followed up for a while Mm mm-hmm but then, you know, I'm at the point I was like, do I need another dentist? You know, like what? The, <laughs> maybe it's time for a second opinion. But mm-hmm. it was just like at this point, it, it you know, cold hurts it. Hot hurts it. Sweets and alcohol hurts it. Spicy food can hurt it on a given day. You know, it's just like yeah. that's you just you're killing me now. Come on. Mm-hmm. Well, I. Of course, you, healthcare is always a little bit different because there's thing you know, they can argue things, you know, ethical things. But like, I have the same problem with my mechanic and my truck, mm-hmm. and that I'll. I mean, I I have now owned my truck for twenty two years. I know what's gonna go wrong because it has gone wrong before. And I know what I've experienced when that is happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took it to the shop and I said, I want the fuel pump changed. Well, do we want... usually don't do that until. Un- yeah, until. Yeah. Until it blows out, right? <laughs> until it blows out. They said, well, we can check the pressure and see if it needs to be changed. I said, nope. I want the fuel pump changed and I'm going to pay for the fuel pump to be changed. Well, we can do that. We just don't know that it's bad. I said, I do know that it's bad. This will be the third fuel pump that I have put in this truck. So let's go ahead and change it. They're like, okay, fine. You know, customers always wrong, but they're paying. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know what though? They, they did, they changed my fuel pump and he told me, he said, well, I don't know if it was bad or not. He said there was some stuff in it, you know, it, it may not have been bad yet, but it probably had more time in it, but that's fine. But, Tell me this, Mr. Mechanic, is the new one good? Yeah. So that the new one is good? Because if you do, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. But you know what they did? They broke my brake line while they were in there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I drive, I'm driving down the road later, you know, oh. a week later. And yeah. so in order to get to the fuel pump, you have to lift the bed of my truck. It's just a poor design. So, I mean, the bed has to come off to change the fuel pump because the fuel pump is inside the gas tank. So what, I mean, that's a Chevrolet issue, but, <laughs> but, but they broke my brake line and, but fortunately they broke my rear brake line and uh, my truck has a master cylinder with two chambers. One does the front, 
one does the back. So I lost my rear brakes, but I still had front brakes. <laughs> Better to have some brakes than none brakes. None brakes. <laughs> none brakes. None brakes. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. That's, uh, I was going to ask that answer. You, you answered my next question, which was going to be, um, did they find it or did you find it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I found it because I, I lost, I mean, my brakes felt awful and they were really just, and I, I got up under there and I could see, I could see fluid. And I was like, okay, I put enough fluid in it. And then I had my wife get in it and press the brake pedal. And it looked like an artery going. Great. <laughs> 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 All right. Good stuff. All right. <laughs> so needless to say that the, the company that, that changed the fuel pump did not get my business to fix the brakes. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I mean, nope. you know, you, you didn't, and you didn't want to just go back to them and say, "Hey, fix this thing that you broke." No, because it, you know, it it could. I could blame it on them because they were under there, but they could say, "No, it's fine. <laughs> like, we didn't break that. It was fine when it left here. I mean, so it just wasn't worth." I was like, "Yeah, I'll just I'll voice my opinion by where I take my car." <laughs> Right. And, and I had, uh, oh, well, this is kind of funny car story since we're there. So at a different shop that I don't go to this shop anymore either, <laughs> they they had to change the engine mounts in my, my wife's Honda Odyssey. So the engine is a side-mounted um, engine. So it's, it's not facing forward, it's facing sideways. Right. So you have to raise the engine up to change the mounts, then you put the engine back down. Well, I got into my car and the hood latch or the, the van, the hood latch wasn't put back together. Okay. So I just went to the guy, you know, real nice. I said, I said, Hey man, I, it looks like when they're putting everything back together, they forgot to put the hood latch back in place. He says, we didn't even touch the hood latch. You, you changed the engine mounts. Yeah. We don't have to touch it. We don't touch the hood latch to change the engine mounts. I was like, well, anyway, can you come look at it? And it's like, yeah, we'll fix it. But yeah, we didn't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I took apart my engine hood latch. Sure. Why'd you do that? <laughs> to bring it back in. Why? Why? Why'd you do that? <laughs> yeah, why did I do that? I was like, uh, they don't have my business anymore either. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, service sucks. You know, yeah. another example of that, I ordered some wine. So I use um, wineinsiders.com or wineinsider.com. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, get some decent wines. Usually I just wait until they have like an $8.99 or, or $7.99 a bottle sale on like everything that they carry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I can get like $20, $30 bottles of wine for eight bucks. Yeah. And shipping is cheap. So, you know, if you get like, six you know there's their price breaks at like six and 12 bottles and stuff mm -hmm. and i had problems with an order earlier this year and so they um um gave me like a 25 dollar credit and so mm -hmm. they had like 8.99 you know specials so like, all right i got a few set it in schedule and of course and since it's alcohol signature required id required on delivery so oh, yeah wednesday I am like, oh, it's a beautiful day. It's noon. Uh, I can't run right now because of my knee injury, but I can bike. I'm going to go for a bike ride at noon. I literally couldn't remember the last time I've done this. 
Mm-hmm. When have I gone for a bike ride at lunchtime? This is mm-hmm. great. So I hop on my bike. I get, you know, five minutes away from home, text message from FedEx. We were unable to deliver your package. We'll try again <sighs> tomorrow. I'm like, wow. Ah. <laughs> I was just there. I probably passed them. <laughs> so Thursday, yesterday comes around and I was going out to uh, meet a friend for lunch and I know I'm not going to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, they got, you know, we got two days. Someone's home, even though I'm not. And the front door is cracked open a little bit. And I have a security camera. And I'm driving to my lunch appointment about quarter to noon or so, 10 minutes of noon. Text message. We were unable to deliver your package. Like, what's going on? You know, I checked the video camera footage. Nothing. Door tag. Nothing. They, they didn't, didn't show up. They didn't yeah. even. They didn't even try. And mm-hmm. there's no easy way. You have to just basically. There's no like report that that happens on the FedEx website. Mm-hmm. They're like, "What do you want to do? You want to change the delivery address? You want to change the date? We'll charge you five <laughs> bucks to do that, but we can do that." And so today, I just said, "You know what? Just send it to the to the FedEx copy and ship place a mile from my place. I'll just pick I'll get it, up. it. Just Yeah forget this you know so because i was gone again today at the dentist getting diagnosed for yeah oh you know what three years later maybe you do need a root canal <laughs> so, anyway yeah uh brother so yeah service though man it's, it's hard to get people to do do good work although you know pretty decent service at this new this new little uh mexican small place uh small plates just opened up um about less than half a mile from my house mm-hmm. nice place good a little pricey um decent atmosphere and it's funny though it has been coming since i don't remember when i think it was like coming soon the sign used to say something like coming soon or coming uh coming soon in 2017 <laughs> like that it, it, it's basically it's been coming soon since i've lived here and i've lived here for almost six years now <laughs> and you know okay sure COVID slowed it down and stuff but it was like years nothing happened nothing happened and then i remember earlier this year i went by one day and i saw movement inside i was like oh my goodness and then and then a couple of weeks ago they you know or a few weeks ago they're like we're hiring and then a couple of weeks ago i was like i see people inside oh my goodness <laughs> i decided i'll give them a couple of weeks to you know let them shake things out because opening night opening weeks on restaurants are always fiascos you know Mm-hmm. So um, I went there uh, Wednesday night. I was pretty happy with the results. Pretty good. Some different take on some traditional, you know, Mexican style dishes and stuff. But it mm-hmm. was it was fun. wasn't cheap, uh, but it's dangerous because it's so close. It's walking distance from my place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> you're you're gonna be a re- repeat offender. I I plan to offend again. You know, <laughs> I think right now they're only doing dinners though. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, if they did lunch, I'm sure I'd be there. So. Yeah, but I'll just go to go to like the little um, you know taqueria for lunch instead. Call it good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Uh, what right. else is going on in the land of Adam? So I I posted uh, a question with you and, and Scott Wilsey concerning some program cookies in browsers, and and I I mean I did do some software development at one time. I learned enough. And I learned about cookies, and what I'm one of the things that is a problem in the cybersecurity world right now is persistent cookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you log into your computer, you provide your MFA, uh, you get authenticated to a website, 
the website generates a cookie for you and you download that cookie file to your computer. Typically a good programmer writes how long that cookie lives. Mm -hmm. And then if, uh, when the cookie expires, it, it deletes, it goes off your disc. Uh, but if it's persistent, it can stay there forever. And well, and let me qualify persistent doesn't mean forever. It can have a time period on it. It can right. be set for one week, one month, one year, or forever, never right. expire. Yep. So what a hacker does is a hacker wants to get a hold of those persistent cookies because then they can go to that website and log in with you with the cookie credentials that are stored in there. He, he or she doesn't even need to know what the password is. They're, they've got everything to authenticate. It's you. It's you. It's your you. authentication token. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all that to preface, I remember when I was studying cookies that whenever you authenticate to a website, even if you have a cookie that says it will never expire, it has to get its latest instructions from the authentication. So if it's going to outlook.com and you have a persistent cookie that says never expire, if it authenticates to outlook.com, there's a handshake that happens. It mm -hmm. says, you have a persistent cookie. Is this persistent cookie still valid? Yes, no. If no, then it replaces that persistent cookie with the new cookie. And the new cookie may have a time to live or the time, you know, it may say, delete you. We're not allowing any persistent cookies across the board. Right. That is what I remember from when I was, and I, I tried to do some Google search on that because my question was, you know, we are, uh, we're removing persistent cookies for cybersecurity reasons for our clients so that they no longer have that, that time bomb sitting on their computer that if a hacker can get, then they can get their stuff. Mm -hmm. So if we change the persistent cookies to one week in Office 365, my theory is that all cookies associated with that person's login, the next time they authenticate, it invalidates all pre-existing cookies. Even if their previous cookie said never expire, it is now authenticated. It's going to download the latest cookie and the latest cookie says one week. And so it, it should like overwrite the existing one. It should overwrite the existing one. That's I don't that's, know. It sounds reasonable. Yeah, that's my that was my understanding of it with browser cookies when I was learning software development. Now I had a hard time trying to find that uh, that definition of cookies, and I think it has to do well because one, if you if you <laughs> never if a browser if a browser cookie never expired, and you wanted to change it as the website developer. Mm -hmm. If that cookie were to never expire, if it were never to take an update, then it wouldn't matter that you wrote an updated cookie preference in the website. Because it's not going to know. It's not going to know, and it's never going to download it. So the, otherwise, we'd have cookies living forever if they were ever marked as persistent. So that's why I think... Persistent if, becomes permanent cookies. Yeah. So the permanent cookies have to become overwritten when a new cookie is available by the browser. Mm -hmm. That's that makes sense. Yeah. That's my theory. And I'm sticking to it until, to it. <laughs> until, until Scott Wilsey can't stand it. And he finds the answer. <laughs>
that's a good that's a uh, a good support strategy is uh, just drop something in chat and then wait for Scott to get interested enough to look it up. But then yeah. he gets mad at you for taking advantage of him like that. Don't abuse that. No, no. I mean, I I've I did do some research on it and and I think I think I'm right, but uh, you know, but we'll see. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I my days. I think. I may have created a cookie while trying to teach myself JavaScript. Mm -hmm. That's probably about it. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's probably all I know. <laughs> well, all I ever did was it was write web um, web browser cookie because I uh, server side scripting was all that I was ever interested in. Right, because I always wanted web applications. I never wanted to write a a real local application. I wanted everything done in PHP, so so that it lived on the server, no matter mm -hmm. what, you know. So the code, JavaScript, don't care. Yep. Whatever script doesn't matter. It's all yep. on the server side. So. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. It's safer that way. And what is the? I, I, I don't even know. I guess the um. Oh, the, um, there, there was movement, like, you know, like we used to do, everything was on the server, you know, well, like back there's the mainframe days, right? So everything, right. everything, literally everything's happening on the center. You just have a dummy mm -hmm. display. Then we move things down to the, um, you know, to the, to the endpoint. Mm -hmm. Uh, then, you know, like netware servers came back. So we moved like some stuff up there, but some down here and then mm -hmm. windows file servers and application servers we started to move some stuff back up to the servers and then the web. Oh no, wait, wait. Now it's all back on the server. All back. But wait, 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 then there's JavaScript. Now let's shove it back down. But then the, is it, is node is node JS. Is that what I'm the platform that that's basically server side JavaScript. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got that for JavaScript. Um, and then I heard somewhere, I think somebody has a client side node JS implementation. Mm-hmm. So it's a client-side implementation of a server-side implementation of a client-side language. Yeah, like my Unify application, it runs yeah. that. Yeah. Beautiful. It, it, it runs <laughs> runs locally and then pulls up a web browser to manage it. Isn't that? <laughs> so so um, I guess that, you know, well, I said, I just, you know, I know some purist might hear this and say, oh, JavaScript's not a server, not a client-side application. You're right. JavaScript is not a client-side uh, client language, but it gained most popularity in web browsers on the client side. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then we had the huge run with .NET and we're still doing a lot of stuff with .NET. You got to have .NET on the computer for yep. these things, these calls to work and a lot of the PowerShell stuff has has to have .NET and PowerShell is awesome. Yeah, I was just working with a client again um, this week, and they have ancient versions of .NET kicking around on mm -hmm. their um, their servers, like .NET Framework 2.0, mm -hmm. 3.0, 3.5, and I don't even remember now. Is like when you upgrade those do they do you still need 2.0 if you have 3.5 are there backwards compatible backwards compatibility issues there sad shake of the head mm. it's, it's not guaranteed some i thought <laughs> sometimes uh sometimes they will have backwards compatibility but sometimes uh they they drop specific things like they don't bring they don't bring everything forward that they used to do in that framework because uh, right. I, I have an application at one of our 
clients' offices that Windows 10 does not include the version of .NET that you need to run the application. So you right. have to install Windows 7 because it has the .NET that comes with Windows 7. And then you can roll up to Windows 10 but that because that old .NET framework is still there. But you can't get it on there once you go to 10. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> okay so it's just as bad as i remember it okay yeah, yeah it's terrible server-side yeah. scripting do that yeah <laughs> uh, make man. it a web page yeah but i mean that means though if i if i remove .NET framework 2.0 from a system there's a chance that it breaks something there's there's a chance good chance so <laughs> you're saying there's a chance <laughs> 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 oh man episode 200 ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yeah a lot of it stuff but anyway well so speaking of fun it stuff uh this week so i i have whatsapp and the only reason i have whatsapp is is my friends in mexico they they talk on it i mean that's it so that's how i communicate with them right so i i've been getting spam from time to time and i I re I eject it, but this week I decided I got a I got a spam message from a a woman in Thailand. She's <laughs> like, "Hey, do you remember me?" And I was like, "Normally I just report block junk." I was like, "No, can't remember you." You know, and so I I created this persona. I went out and grabbed a uh, a picture of of a young Hispanic man. And I pretended to speak poor English and mix Spanish in with it. And she was like, and I said, well, this is my picture. Do you remember me? You know, <laughs> and it wasn't long after that. I, I mean, I immediately got like this investment opportunity spam too. And I, I deleted the investment opportunity spam and marked it as junk. And then, uh, then she, she ghosted me like, she completely deleted me, removed her picture and everything. I was like, that's funny. So clearly it was Aww, a spammers. She yeah. deleted you, man. She deleted me. <laughs> I hate but when I, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but they, she wasn't falling for the, or he, I'm sure it was a he. No. A, a young man in Thailand was hoping for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. There's some scummy people out there, huh? So, yeah. There you go. That's what he's thinking about me. That guy. I was trying to steal his money. He's trying to play games with me. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> oh boy. Uh what else? What else? Um, let's see. Well, I mean, fall's wrapping up. Have you? Do you, well, Halloween's coming up. Do you guys have lots of trick-or-treaters there? I have never had a trick-or-treater since I've lived here for the last six Halloweens. Are you in a condo? I am in a condo, but I have my own front front door. Huh. I yeah. would figure you guys would be like prime targets for drop-off kids. So drop-off kids and walk all the way down here, kind of like apartments. I mean, <laughs> good. Yeah. My, my neighborhood's a target. Um, they just drop off and houses galore. And um, so, so yeah, so Halloween's coming, but uh, 
I like I like some of the movies and shows that come up during Halloween. Okay. Uh, I I don't like horror though. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not for horror. No. But do you remember the old books, uh, Goosebumps? I never read them. I saw them in the like in the school library when they were when you know when they were there. But I I never never I don't even think I ever picked one up. Well, I think we were too old because I think they I I think that like my sister who was three years younger than me, she would read them. But we had just been a little bit too old for them when they started coming out uh, because they were kind of teenage target. Okay. And, and we were, you know, we were like junior and senior in high school and got it. Not really into that. The that tracks. Yeah. So they, but they they redid a movie not long ago with Jack Black. And it was kind of amusing, but on Hulu they're they've got a series and it's made up of a number of different stories from the goosebumps, different, different stories throughout. And it's pretty good. Uh, okay. And it's like, it's like uh, what I call X-Files horror, you know, some little bit of gross things, you know, yeah. and, but nothing like saw or, you know, you know, psychological horror, just really disgusting and things like that. So, but if you have Hulu, it's, it's fine. I do. And I just got a notification. I saw uh, an email from Wired Magazine saying that, you know, these are the best 30, uh, you know, whatever, um, the best 30 movies or shows on Hulu right yeah. now or something. So it's, you know, like every now and then I hear about something on Hulu and I'll hop over there just to see what's going on. Uh, but I, re I don't remember the last time I opened the app. You know, it's usually Disney Plus or Max and then Prime or uh, Netflix. Hulu's mm -hmm. definitely the fifth place, you know, contender. And oh, well, I guess Apple TV Plus. So, but yeah, I don't funny. I don't subscribe to all of them at the same time. So, yeah, I kind of go back and forth on Hulu. There's mm -hmm. times when I spend a lot of time in there and then I get away from it for a while. So last year I bought the Hulu, the full blown package where you get, um, where you get the sports, because uh, that's what we primarily I wanted SEC network, college football, NFL football. I wanted to get all the sports and I could watch it wherever I am. Mm -hmm. The problem, or that really irritated me, one I have two properties. I have a property in Lobelville and I have a property in Hendersonville. Mm -hmm. I really live back and forth at both of those locations. Mm -hmm. It kept giving me grief about you're logging in at this location. Do you need to change this as your primary? You can change it as your primary, but you can only do it so many times. Yep. Like I don't mind if, even if I had to like go through some sort of authentication process to prove these are both my properties. Don't hassle me on this. Yep. But, but there was nothing like that. And that ticked me off because I was authenticated. You know, I, it's really me. I'm paying, yep. I'm paying for this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I know that, believe me, I know that feeling and I, I, you know, I might, I may start spending more time up in Vermont myself. So I might start doing the same thing. And it's like, yeah, I'm moving back and forth. And that's why they say get a VPN. You know? Yeah. But you know, and the, but the problem is I, I can't do a VPN on my Amazon Fire Stick. But you could put it on your router. I know. But, <laughs> but well, 
I yeah, I've got a VPN tunnel between there. I just now have to route the zero traffic through my other home, which is a hassle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I mean, I under I can do it. I just it just annoys me. So this year instead so I canceled Hulu at the end of football season, the 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 full blown. I still have Hulu, but I I canceled the full everything and I went with YouTube TV this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just, it's not as good. It's not as easy. Um, it's definitely not. I mean, I even tried to, to do that. I, well, I tried to back last year or year before I tried to get YouTube TV for my father mm-hmm. to just, you know, but he, his mind, he couldn't handle the change, you know, yeah. from, from traditional satellite TV with the grid and the numbers mm-hmm. and, you know, but it was cause I had, he had a um, uh, fire TV stick mm-hmm. with the YouTube app. And that's confusing. Cause you're in Amazon land. You need to go into YouTube land mm-hmm. and that alone he couldn't understand. So, yeah. and even once you get into there, it's like, it's a little, it's a little confusing, you know, moving around and stuff like that. Well, what I didn't like, is, so I got, <clears throat> well, so I've I've got every channel. It feels like I've, I've got a subscription. I've got ESPN Plus, uh, and and I don't know who gives me ESPN Plus. I don't know if I get it through Hulu or if I get it through Disney or if I get it through wherever. But mm-hmm. YouTube. So the very first UT football game came on, and it came in there, and it was yeah. a, I DVR'd it just like it was a, a DVR and everything. It was like like. Perfect. I love it. Yep. The next game, I couldn't get it. Why couldn't I get it? Because it was on the ESPN Plus app. Well, actually, it was on the ESPN app, not Plus. So that what? meant it was public. So that meant that YouTube didn't broadcast that because mm-hmm. it was publicly accessible on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't broadcast something that you could get for free. Yep but I want to watch it all within one app. I just want to set the DVR on yep. your program and you just record it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's just, <laughs> I just want to, I miss cable. You know, I, I can't mm-hmm. believe I'm even saying that, but I miss cable. <laughs> I could, I could buy every channel through my cable provider. I just had to pay for it. You know, where now you can't, even from the cable provider, you can't get, oh, well, you need Paramount Plus. So, okay, I got Paramount Plus now, but Yellowstone's no longer here. It's now on Zippy Duda Plus, Freebie Plus. And there's some things that you can't even watch without commercials. I'm like, can can I pay you to not watch commercials? Nope, you nope. can't pay us at all. <laughs> and that's the thing, though. Some of these things are, you know, like, uh, what, is it Amazon or uh, Netflix? Or, I forget, one of the streaming providers, they're adding commercials into the paid plans now. Yeah. You, you know, pay so for the upgraded plan to not get the commercial. Oh, like, okay, <laughs> so you got to pay and pay more, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. These first world problems are killing me. <laughs> I know. You're not kidding. <laughs> oh, so anyway, our first world problems. Our first world problems. Uh, yeah. Well, <sighs> so we're. So, uh, what's your ahead. what's your favorite beer so far? Are you a pumpkin spice guy? Uh, not really a pumpkin spice. I mean, my 
if my favorite beer, if I had to, if I had, if you said, you know, it'd be tough to say one beer and that's all you ever had. But my favorite beer is the chocolate cherry porter that I make. Yep. You've, you've mentioned favorite. this on a, on a number of occasions. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. But if you said I could only drink one beer for the rest of my life, it would be an Amber Cerveza. Okay. All right. We're I'm, close. We're close. Very cold, rich Amber Cerveza. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, I would, and I would probably take an, you know, an Amber, you know, an Amber Marzen or a Fest beer. That'd probably mm-hmm. be my, my go-to. So. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't complain about that. Yep. So there's an online gaming convention going on and uh, I swear I signed up for the game that starts in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I bought my badge. I swear I bought my ticket. I swear I was signed up and I'm not signed up. It shows one slot available and my name is not on the attendee list. And I'm trying to decide if I really want to attend or if I just want to order a pizza and kind of just chill and decompress and not have to think for a while. <laughs> I had a so, busy week. <laughs> what kind of online gaming convention is it? So this is the Savage Worlds games that I play. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they started it four years ago. It's called Halloween. 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 Uh, because four years ago they launched a new game called Holler. Mm-hmm. and it's set in Appalachia, you know, in the hollers of the Appalachian mountains and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a, I don't, I don't know much about the setting. They, they did a great job pitching it when it came out, but I never plunked down any money for it because I was, you know, I was really embroiled in Deadlands and then there was Rippers and then there's my superpowers and now there's fantasy. And I was like, okay, it's just, it's yet another setting. Mm-hmm. Um but, um, you know, it seemed kind of interesting. It was pretty compelling. And, you know, they just happened to have an opening. And I thought I had signed up for it. But now I'm like, eh, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. What, it's a long week. Aren't you, are you playing D&D tonight? No, not tonight. Um, I was going to, uh, but actually uh, then I signed up for this holler game instead. So, mm-hmm. And then the plan is to head up and visit my uh, folks this weekend. Mm-hmm. So. But um, actually, no, this will not be, no, this is an off, off, off D&D night. This, it's, it's every other Friday night. Every so, other? Well, yes. Cool. Baldur's Gate, <laughs> Baldur's Gate 2, I should say, until, because all three of us who uh, play, we prim- prim- primarily, we primarily play on our uh, Macs and mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3 for Macintosh is not yet official. Well, maybe it is. I haven't checked in a while, you know, mm-hmm. so to double check. Um but uh, yeah, so we're just entertaining ourselves with Baldur Gate 2, and uh, we've been playing Evil for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And we play bad guys, and uh, we got enough of a bad reputation that we were attacked on site by the city guard when we would go to a major town. <laughs> nice. And those guys are tough. Yeah, <laughs> so are. It, it did not go well for us. We're like, I guess we have to reload. And then um, Greg, one of my friends, was reading up on it. He's like, it's okay to be evil. Just don't be stupid evil. <laughs> Apparently, if your your reputation has to be like was above a, a six, I think, on a scale of one to whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it was like a one. <laughs> so be like, okay, what do we have to do? We had to buy reputation. So we had to sneak our way into a temple and donate. And you know, like someone he looked it up. It's like the first reputation point cost like a thousand or two thousand gold or twenty five hundred. Oh, wow. 
something and then the next one is 1500 and then a thousand and then you know so the thing is like we started with a hundred nothing we give them a thousand nothing we looked it up we're like okay we reloaded the save game give them 2500 oh our reputation increased okay <laughs> so so, really so Baldur's gate it's not a, it's not an mmorpg then no it's not. So it's a it's a local game, and then you somebody hosts it, and you can all join. You can either host it locally, or they have servers online. Mm -hmm. And um, the interesting thing is, for several weeks we played all local, and I would like host on my laptop. We would always have a crash, at least one crash during the course of the evening, and we'd have to reset. Mm -hmm. We started playing online because my friend Reed and I played a few weeks ago while he was up in Vermont. So we played mm -hmm. over the internet and every now and then there was just the slightest hint of a lag, mm -hmm. but no crashes. Yeah. So last week, even though we're all sitting around the dining room table together, we played over the internet, mm -hmm. no crashes. You'd think with the extra local, latency, yeah. you know, you'd think latent local would be more stable, but it wasn't. Huh. No, it was weird. It was very different. So but um, yeah, and yeah, like every now and then there's just a hint of a, a jitter or, you know, a little bit of a lag. Like you see your character walking and then another guy passes you really fast because he's actually over there. You know. mm -hmm. but anyway. Super cool. Well, sir, what do you think? Should we put a pin in it? I think we put a pin in it. All right. Well, dear listener, if you want to find us, you can find us at blurringthelinespodcast.com. And you can send us your feedback. Like if you want to, you know, get on my case for saying that JavaScript is a client-side language, that's fine. You can do that. If you want to do that, you can visit me at, uh, well, you can find me on Mastodon at Nicolaitis at infosec.exchange. You can find Adam on X, X. at Sublime Comp. Uh, Adam's website is sublimecomp.com. He's also at rrlavenderfarm.com. I am at yogawithpeter.com and you can also find me at friendswithbrews.com where i host another semi semi-weekly podcast with listener and friend of the show scott wilsey where we talk about a lot of the same things but sometimes we talk a little more about beer and coffee and for those real genuine beer episodes that's when we have adam on because he knows more about beer than either scott or i do so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so you can find us we record most weeks here not every week but hey you know what we don't have an sla we for <laughs> our podcast release schedule so yeah. we're and not next, violating and and next week i have bruce willis lined up and so excellent that's great it, it should be great that's, I, that's I can't wait to talk one. about moonlighting and die hard and yippee-ki-yay I mean, mother yeah. yeah if bruce is on that's going to be the title of the podcast next week i think it should be regardless <laughs> yippee ki -yay, mf <laughs> well on that note i think we should uh pin uh put a pin in it so since you opened us up i will close us down with a big red button to contact either us or our guests visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.